maximize the gap between the train and the platform. This is Barons Court. Change here for the district line. This is a Piccadilly line service to Uxbridge. You are listening to Podcast Junkies. This is episode 17, live from Swinging East London. Welcome back and something a little bit different. My first solo episode. So in the spirit of trying things out and something completely different, I realized I was going to be traveling um, when I was thinking of putting together my next interview. So I thought what I would do is a little a little experiment. I would record some sounds of me in London, where I happen to be this past week. And I just wanted to give you a feel of how I was experiencing the city. It's been my first time back in uh, probably about seven or eight years. And I'm definitely uh, more appreciative because I got to spend more time on the street walking around two full days. So apologies for the sound quality. I'm going to try to clean up as much of it as I can. But uh, I may uh, intersperse some of the uh, live commentary with... um, some in-studio commentary and hopefully this will all gel into some sort of uh, coherent uh, package but I'm definitely going to be interested in in, uh, you guys let me know what you think it's just a podcast experiment if you will so I'm leaving the Tate Modern Museum and as always when I leave a modern museum I'm extremely inspired and always left uh, thinking and wondering, which is what uh, a feeling that museums are supposed to evoke. I was thinking about this podcast, and I was uh, wondering how a painting can be modern or abstract, and I wondered why couldn't a podcast be uh, abstract? So I think that's what this episode will be. It'll be my abstract interpretation of a podcast so I'm sure this episode will not be for everyone but then again that's what uh, a podcast is for I have to keep in mind that I created it because of a desire I had to speak to interesting people but also have interesting thoughts uh, that I could share with you guys so I figured for my first solo attempt, it would have to be something special, so really interested in what you guys think. But I've got a couple more hours, actually a half a day left in London, and I'm sure I'll be inspired uh, in much the same way to continue on about the rest of my trip. And I hope you find it as interesting as I have. So the clips are actually presented out of order, and I thought this one, as I came out of the museum, was pretty interesting, and uh, you can hear what I had to say. I thought it was uh, appropriate, uh, and it reminded me of the reason why I do the show and what where inspiration can strike from at any time, and being in that museum with all those paintings is definitely an inspiring thing. So some context, the first uh, clip is definitely loud. I was 
walking through the streets, but I thought I'd leave it in, give you a feel for what my couple of days was like. And this is the start of the first day that I was there Saturday. Always good to be inspired. I think that's the sound of London streets. Just wanted to give you a flavor for what I'm experiencing for real this time. Yeah. Last time I was in London, I didn't even get to do this. Just had uh, breakfast in a urinal, by the way. It's called the Attendant, and it's a renovated old London urinal station. which is interesting to say the least. Pictures to be found soon. So as you might have guessed already, I try to find things off the beaten path and stay away from the touristy areas as much as I can. And this trip was no different. The attendant is actually a Victorian toilet, formerly uh, built around 1890, and it was mothballed in the 1960s. So I was at the airport and I picked up a magazine and I saw it and I thought it was cool and it's been turned into a unique espresso and, and food bar. And uh, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's really tiny, smaller than it looked, but uh, I just wanted to clarify that comment. There's actually more commentary that I had and I was as I was walking around that morning, I was trying to find some other spots. Uh, one of them was actually is actually called the Lullaby Factory. And it's on uh, Ormond Street. It's the Ormond uh, Street Hospital for Children. It was founded in 1852. And it's uh, it's an it's a awkward space in between the hospital buildings. And you can only see it from inside. It's a whole series of, of pipes. And um, you, you actually have to listen to it in certain spots um, to get the full effect of it. And um, you'll see when you see the pictures, it looks like something straight out of Willy Wonka. And I thought I'd, I'd want to check it out, but unfortunately, when I got when I finally found it, I actually made my way into the hospital and in and I saw the space. It was closed off. Um, they didn't have it open to the public, so the pictures are going to have to do for now. And um, the reason there was no street commentary on that, as I was trying to look for that, is because my microphone was halfway plugged in to my iPhone. I, I was using the Rode Lavalier mic uh, for the first time, and I guess uh, word to the wise and uh, recording tip in general for you guys is always triple check your equipment. And uh, I knew that, and I should have known better, but I figured it out after uh, coming out of Bounce, which I'll talk about in a bit, and uh, I managed to salvage uh, the rest of the trip uh, and from a live commentary perspective. So apparently it's really loud in here, and I'm seeing the volume levels peaking already, but I just wanted to give you a taste into the sounds of Pong, Ping Pong, that is. The place is called Bounce, and it's, and it's the actual home of Ping Pong. I did not know that. It was invented here in London. 
I believe in this place. So really cool. It's a it's a cool looking beer bar with a whole crap load of ping pong tables. So I'll see if I can get in a game. If not, I'm just enjoying taking it in. Bunch of Brits having a fantastic time playing ping pong. And it's got air conditioning and beer. Perfect place for my noontime pit stop in my tour of London. So there's a good chance what I recorded previously may not come out that clear. It appears that my microphone jack was not plugged in all the way, so that's how things go, and you live and you learn. Needless to say, Bounce was a lot of fun and a great recharging uh, point. A couple of beers, get to watch some ping pong, free Wi-Fi, charged up my phone, and now I'm on my way to the Thames River, hoping to catch a bit of the London Eye, which is one of the largest Ferris wheels in the world. Some London Bridge. Hopefully it's not falling down. Sorry, I couldn't resist. And other sights by the river. And then meet, meeting up with a friend later for some Monty Python. How could I not? Being in London, London and all, right? This is fun. I think I might have to do this more often. So I was making my way down towards, back towards the river, and I thought it'd be the correct touristy thing to do and actually go see Big Ben and go see the London Eye. And I probably underestimated the amount of people that were going to be there. So you'll hear the, the crowds and the, the noise in the background um, as I'm trying to make my way through them. So I'm on the Westminster Bridge, heading towards Big Ben. And this place is crazy. Being a New Yorker, this is most definitely the Times Square of London. I thought for a second that I might want to get on the London Eye. Ferris wheel and then I saw the line and I said no way so I'm just going to have to uh, enjoy it from afar and uh, this Big Ben Westminster Abbey building is absolutely stunning as I walk up to it so lots to see so little time so it was at this point that I'd definitely been walking for several several hours and my feet were definitely feeling it and probably related to some earlier walking I'd done um, uh, in an earlier part of the trip. So, um, word to the wise, comfortable shoes, comfortable socks are always a must when you plan on doing uh, some sightseeing on foot in a major city. I realized I had to check out the iconic home of the Beatles shot uh, Abbey Road. So I headed off there next. Joy of joys. 
I had totally forgotten about Abbey Road and from the looks of things here, I'm not the only one. Let's see if I can get an iconic shot of me walking across this street without killing myself. Gonna be a challenge. Okay, I'm back in the hotel room getting ready to meet a friend for Monty Python. Pretty cool opportunity that came up. He had an extra ticket. I've actually never seen them, and from what I understand, it's the original Monty Python for the last time. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know what to expect. I do know that my feet are completely exhausted, and I've got blisters left and right from walking all day. But that's the fun of uh, international travel. Try to squeeze in as much as you can in as little time as possible. And if you're wondering, I actually, after several attempts, did get a fantastic shot of me on Abbey Road, which I'll post as well. I'm sure my, my uh, dad would appreciate that, as he's the one who introduced me to the Beatles. So uh, I was pretty excited. Uh, it's ridiculously dangerous, folks jumping in and out of traffic. There's, interestingly enough, no traffic light there, which you think would make sense with a bunch of tourists trying to freeze themselves in the middle of an iconic crosswalk. So that was fun. I pulled it off. And uh, day one is uh, not quite in the books. Got an evening's festivities. So let's see what uh, tonight and tomorrow holds. So day two in my uh, street walk of London. Last night, I actually got to go see Monty Python which is a nice surprise. I had a friend who had an extra ticket and he was kind enough to offer it to me and we both went and it was in the O2 arena, which seats about 30 to 40,000 people, I imagine. And they were all there to see a comedy show, which was uh, fantastic. Typical uh, British humor. Um, having grown up a little bit uh, on some Benny Hill, I, could see uh, some of the the similarities, but uh, it was a very, very fun time. I'm glad he invited me, and it was amazing to see the amount of uh, love the the audience had for uh, these uh, legends of uh, British comedy. It was very easy to see how these folks were uh, considered a national treasure I'm walking through a tunnel echo. Yeah, so it was really a treat and, uh, and great to see that part of uh, English culture. So a bit more details about the concert. Uh, I looked it up after the fact, and O2, I think, uh, seats... 20,000, yeah, I'm reading it now, 20,000 capacity, so I was exaggerating a bit, but when you see the pictures and you get um, a peek at what the show was like, it's just really comedy on a grand scale, so it, it was a lot of fun and very interesting to see uh, a Monty Python show with uh, Monty Python fanatics singing every song. So breakfast today was at a cafe that I found. And in, actually, the first one I went to, they seated me at the counter. 
and I was seated in front of a juice juice making machine and no one came around for like 10 minutes. So I figured that was a sign. I left and I found another place called Lantana, which uh, you can check out if you're ever in town. Highly recommended. I'm wondering if I'm gonna leave the street sounds in there. I guess you get a feel for what it's like to walk the streets of London. So I think I'll leave them in. Um, so anyway, things tend to work out for a reason. And as I was waiting in line at this other smaller cafe, I ran into a, a, a gentleman from uh, New Zealand. So we ended up sitting together and uh, having a, an interesting chat about uh, his country and travels, meditation, all sorts of things. So that was a nice surprise. And I think all the more reason why you should go with your gut um, because usually the universe has better things in store for you. So I left that uh, part in and I wanted to touch on that a little bit more. It was one of the interesting parts of the trip and it, it stayed with me uh, longer than I, than I probably thought it would. But it's just a, it's the whole concept of being in a situation where you really get a feeling like your gut is telling you that it's not the right thing to do. And you can put that, uh, you can apply that to a bunch of different scenarios when you're working on a business or you're starting your own journey or you're trying to get your project off the ground. And, and a lot of times we don't listen to our gut. And I'm glad um, I listened to to, to mine and decided to change and went over to this other place. It's, it's really, I know, I know it's a small example. It may not seem like a big thing in the grand scheme of things, but it was just a reminder that when you do, sometimes some really cool things happen. And the guy that I met, his name was Kent uh, from New Zealand. And we just, we they actually sat us at, at the same table, which could probably be awkward if you think about it as well. So you just got to get over those things, right? You just got to put yourself in a position where uh, interesting things can happen. And nine times out of 10, they do. And I was thinking about the upcoming podcast movement conference and how there's probably going to be a lot of interesting opportunities where that's going to happen, awkward situations, uh, new new encounters. Um, but with all those, if you approach them from the right perspective, could turn into new friendships, new relationships. And um, I think that the key takeaway there for me and for you is just to, to get out of your comfort zone. And it's really what the whole trip was about. And, uh, and that specific encounter really brought it all home for me. So I'm on my way to hop on a tour bus. Yes, it's a very touristy thing to do, but I think uh, I might use it as an opportunity to give my feet a rest. And uh, it's a quick way. Pardon the taxis. It's a quick way to see a large part of the city without having to do all the walking. It's one of those hop-on, hop-off tours. So I could always hop off if it gets too boring. So it actually wasn't boring. 
it was actually very fun. And prior to what I used to think about these buses, they're the best way to see the city. And you can cover a large portion of any major city. And my wife and I have been doing this now a couple of times on, on, on the past trips that we've been. And um, for me, it was great. I got to see some, some sculptures in some of the parks. Um, interesting fact is that the tour bus does not uh, pass in front of Buckingham Palace. It's not allowed to, probably for some sort of security concerns, which I thought was interesting. So I got to see it in passing, but um, I got to see downtown London, which was uh, very historic. And it's just amazing because uh, being in an, a very old city, when you see buildings that date back to 1600, 1700s, um, you're reminded of, of, of facts uh, or points in history, like when the entire or 80 percent of the city, uh, percent of the the city of London burned down to the ground because uh, most of the buildings were made of wood at the time, and it was a big deal uh, for them to rebuild. So um, it's always great to to hear history uh, in a city where you're at, and I always like to when I'm there. So that about wraps up the live commentary. And I sort of wish I had recorded more. It's It was fun, and it put me back um, into that mood of, of how excited I was to be walking around and discovering a city, a city that I should have uh, been back to uh, probably a long time ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy I was there nonetheless. And I think I'm going to do it again. I'm, uh, this specific episode would, would be an American podcaster in London, and I can just uh, take that and, and apply it to any new city that I'm in. And uh, the next one I'm going to be in, it's not a city I, I, I've never been to, but it's going to be podcast movement. So I think I'll do some men on the street recordings and I'll save it for one of the other solo episodes. But uh, as I, I do have some other uh, international trips coming up, I'm pretty excited to uh, continue what I did here. And I hope you guys really uh, liked this uh, experiment. And I was thinking for a long time if I was ever going to do a solo show and how I would do it, and the inspiration struck when I was walking around, and I had had the mic uh, with me, uh, just in case I was going to record an interview, but it actually ended up being something different, and uh, I like how it turned out, and it's it's always going to be a fun reminder for me of the trip, at least, so at least I get that out of it. So I just want to leave you with uh, some music. I don't think I'll find the download, but uh, check it out on the, on the show notes page. It's uh, Seawolf, and they're doing an experimental album that was funded uh, through Kickstarter. And so this track is called Bergamot Morning, and it's part of that compilation. And it's something of a gift for their existing fans. Uh, I think you'll like it. Take care, all, and we'll be back next uh, week with uh, some interesting um, veterans of podcasting. And uh, as always, trying to find some uh, interesting guests to keep you guys entertained. Have a fantastic week. See you guys. Uh